You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat podcast where baseball meets Broadway. An attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Hello and welcome to Break a Bat, where baseball meets Broadway and sports meets show business. I'm your host, Al Malafronte, coming at you from our second annual Break a Bat holiday block party. Uh, tonight's party guest is a hitter whose on-screen career now spans more than a decade and a half, with credits including Summerland, CSI Miami, The Originals, and in recent years, we've all come to know and love her work on our beloved Hallmark channel. In many ways, I think she's sort of the Hallmark team's version of Alfonso Soriano, a former Yankee all-star who could do a little bit of everything. You could sort of parallel his ability to hit for average power and steal bases to our guest pension for bringing all-star caliber performances to Hallmark's murder mysteries, rom-coms, and of course the amazing Christmas films that she stars in every year to that help headline the network's countdown to Christmas. Her latest film is titled Making Spirits Bright, which premieres on Saturday, November 27th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And in addition to this, like many in our audience, she's also a tremendous sports fan and big-time athlete as well. I'm so grateful she could join us here at the party. So with that being said, I ask you all to please turn your attention to home plate just beyond the marquee now batting taylor cole taylor welcome to the party well thank you for having me it is a pleasure i can't believe we got you off the golf course and into the batter's box i feel honored (laughs) it's actually cooled down here so playing golf may be a little bit chilly so you have all my attention (laughs) Now, I know you're in Lake Tahoe and you have some awesome golf and skiing out there. When when do you go from the course to the slopes? I know a few courses are open year round, but is it like a one or the other type of thing for you? It is. I mean, we have the desert sort of in Carson Valley area, so it doesn't get snowed on too much. You can still play through the winter, but our mountain does open up in 10 days. So people will be hitting the slopes very shortly. I just actually got my husband new golf clubs from Styx. And uh, the last time we played, we played for a charity tournament at the at Edgewood, which is a beautiful course right on the water. If you don't know, you should go. Um, and he broke one of his clubs. We were playing best ball and he said that it was for team morale to boost everyone's spirit and get everybody pumped. But really he was just pissed off at his club. So I got him some brand new clubs and hopefully we will get to maybe this weekend or next before it starts really getting chilly, uh, get to 
try them out and see how they how they go. Hopefully, it doesn't break anymore. <laughs> so he intentionally broke it. Have you ever done that? Oh no, no, I wouldn't. I I couldn't. I don't think I'm strong enough. I I've also learned when I was on the slopes last year that I have zero muscles in my body, and I don't know how this is possible because I was an athlete, and I guess along the way I just despise working out. So I just don't. And I've just uh, played sports that don't involve any muscles, sort of like golf. I mean, it would be helpful if I had more muscles, but you know, I did like two runs and then I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. As far as runs go, my legs are tired. He was like, are you joking? The two-year-olds are still going. You're, <laughs> you've got to get in shape. I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe a few <laughs> more squats in my, uh, in my daily routine might be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I have to tell you, I, uh, I've enjoyed your work for a long time, by the way, but as great of a day as it is for me, my uncle Paul might be your biggest fan in our whole family. So like having you on the show tonight, is kind of like an early Christmas gift to him, especially. I, uh, I, have I to know, love you, that. I love uncle Paul. Oh, he's the best. I, but do you typically find a lot of, uh, you know, Hallmark fans that fall into the old school Italians from Brooklyn demo, or is that kind of a first for you? <laughs> That uh, that is a personal first, but he will be happy to know that this uh, movie, particular, has an Italian family and uh, bringing together, yeah, all the different. Um, maybe your family has some of these traditions, but a few cute things that will highlight his heritage. So maybe he'll like it even more. Wait a second, are they going to highlight the seven fishes in a Hallmark movie? <laughs> <laughs> I did not learn anything about that, but uh, I don't want to give anything away. So you will just have to watch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, on a more general level, can you tell Uncle Paul and all the folks at home uh, all about this latest film of yours, Making Spirits Bright, and what we have to look forward to? Yes, it is a cute uh, family movie. And basically it's about two families coming together. There's sort of like a Romeo Juliet sort of feud going on between these two families and the the two kids sort of, you know, well, I shouldn't say uh, the typical ending, but you might suspect that they could find and catch feelings for one another uh, through like the turbulence of their families past coming to a head. So it's, it's definitely about, you know, getting in the spirit of decorating and uh, uh, all things Christmas and lighting up the outside of your house. We had so many cool decorations. I think this will really be a perfect place to like inspire anybody to get out of the house and actually put up some Christmas lights. Cause I know that can be challenging sometimes. Now, are you doing that back at your house in Lake Tahoe, Tahoe tech, decking the halls to get ready for the big <laughs> premiere? Because technically it airs after Thanksgiving, which is fair game to put the lights up, in my opinion. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still have decorations up from 2020 just because they made me feel good. And it was a hard year. So I was like, you know what? This is cute there. And I'm just going to leave it. So nobody can tell me that I can't. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any time too soon to start decorating. And um I, I do want to put more outside. It's just uh, figuring out how to do it because it's it's pretty tall up there. But we switched our our like the five lights on the outside to multicolor. So you just push a button and then they can change colors for all all seasons. So that's pretty oh, wow. pretty set. It's pretty legit. Do you cue it up to like the music and everything? Too? <laughs> they do have a fade, but no, we don't have it to the music. But if you watch the show, there is some cool things like that going on in it for sure. 
<laughs> now, let me ask you, Taylor, did you ever envision yourself as the, you know, the type of actress that was like going to make such an impact on the holiday season in the way that you do on Hallmark? Just because it's just so funny, because I know a little bit about your personality off screen. Obviously, yes, you embody the good stuff in the messages of the movies, of course, in many ways. But it's like, did you ever like envision yourself on this sort of path? I never envisioned myself as an actor. So, you know, when this opportunity came around and it just aligned with all things that I wanted to do in this world, which is give back and make people smile and make it a better place and give good energy and, you know, feel good safety net for anybody who needs it. Um, I, I couldn't believe that I felt so at home in such a warm, fuzzy place. So I I was so excited that it existed and it's more happy that it found me. So yes and no, you know, I know because I didn't think I'd be an actress at all. I was, you know, an athlete and I, I basically got asked if I wanted to go on auditions and I was like, no, absolutely not. That sounds terrifying. And then I did because out of boredom and then I became an actress. So, you know, finding my way in the, in the world of acting was sort of, uh, difficult just because I didn't really see, I wasn't out to win awards and I wasn't out to, uh, you know, be the best actress or I was just, you know, sort of figuring everything out. And so when Hallmark came along, I was like, you know what, this is what I want. I want to make people smile. You know, one thing I've always loved about you, Taylor, is, you know, you mentioned how you were an athlete first. And in some of your past interviews, like on Home and Family, for example, which is very different from Break of Bad, obviously, you've talked about how much you love sports. And from everything I know about you off screen, you don't just love it. Like you're a tremendous athlete to this day. I know you say you don't like to work out, but I've, I've seen you hit a driver quite well. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. It's the truth. And, you know, you had major accolades going back to your high school days. Uh, can you take the folks at home through, you know, the roots of that that athletic background going back to uh, Arlington, Texas? Oh boy, all the way back. Um, I, you know what? I I think I started with probably every sport that had running in it, and then decided quickly that those were not the sports for me because while I am an athlete and hand eye coordination is is comes very natural to me, running is the opposite. And I kind of bounce up and down in the same spot. My arms kind of go wagging all around and my feet kind of do little circles and I sort of go nowhere at all. So I quickly eliminated all of those sports, which were soccer and, and then uh, basketball. I would get my eye poked out all the time. So my dad was an optometrist. He made me wear goggles. So I said, okay, skip, skip that one. And then I found volleyball, which had a net in between me and my opponent. So I was like, sign me up. That's the one. And then, you know, I got golf clubs when I was 10 and asked for Barbie. I got a pool table when I was 12. You know, I, I basically was my dad's, uh, my dad raised his best friend. So, you know, I was, I was a little boy (laughs) as you will, but also you should know because it's, it was one of our favorite things on set was, uh, some of the houses that we stayed at had ping pong tables. And one of the, the first, place that we stayed at had a ping pong table. We could not find paddles anywhere. So then everybody starts stirring up and talking about their, how good they are at ping pong, all this talk and everybody's confident and, Oh yeah, I'm going to show you find these paddles and we'll play it out and see who wins. So then we move on to the next house and they have a ping pong table and paddles. So we had like this epic tournament of, you know, uh, 
like a, a battle of to the end and see who could do it the best. And all the boys were pretty, pretty pissed off and <laughs> blown away with my ping pong skills. But we were, you know, we were misbehaving actors because you're not supposed to get, I mean, we're bundled up in, you know, parkas and all of our, you know, basically mittens and our, uh, scarves and our hats. And we run inside, we take all that stuff off, which you're not supposed to, you know, we're like in our sweaters playing ping pong and sweating and being the opposite of well-behaved and, you know, just having fun and then <laughs> running back out to set and like trying to put all our wardrobe back exactly how it was. So it matches, we're just, you know, misbehaving, but it was, it was really fun. And then also Carlo, he figured out my weak spot in my game, which was uh, offense because I'm a defensive player and I never, you, you never really have the opportunity to work on your you know, your real swing, unless somebody's lobbing you shots and, you know, unless you're playing somebody not at your skill level, they're probably not lobbing you shots. So he did help me with my, my attack shot. So that was helpful. He just wanted to go on record and make sure that I said that because I did beat him very badly. So he just wanted some credit for my, uh, upping my game a little bit. <laughs> so I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That, now, did they, they know how good you were going into the shoot, or did you kind of hustle everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I took in the information, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, let's play, let's do this." You know, I'm, I'm a humble competitor until until it really begins, and then I know my competition, and then you know the the playing speaks for itself. That's more fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, those are my favorite types of baseball players as well. Especially like, by the way, I'm sure you've noticed like athletes in the age of like social media right now are so quick to, I don't want to use the term show off, but they will, they will, they're more worried about posting what they can do in an Instagram reel rather than winning. Or at least there's a lot of New York Yankees players that <laughs> tend to do that and they haven't won a championship in a dozen years now. But yeah, I, I'm not, I'm you, for me, it's like, you shouldn't talk the talk if you can't walk the walk. That's, That's right. Yeah. Mind. It's more embarrassing. I mean, I feel the same way about, you know, people walking into a pool hall and putting your own stick together. I'd rather play with the broken tip pool stick and, you know, be better than the person that brought their own pool stick. Cause that's embarrassing. <laughs> you bring your own pool stick and you get rocked. That's uh, that's not good. So yeah, I like, the, I like the humble approach, just slide in and, Oh, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's way better than, uh, you know, well, Alex Rodriguez. Is a little bit yeah. Yeah. Yes. Showboating. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I was going to mention a rod because I know you're from Arlington. Were you catching a lot of Rangers games at the old ballpark there as a kid? Well, actually my dad was, a. uh, uh eye doctor for the Texas Rangers. So we had season tickets and every year he would ask at, at uh, spring training. Cause that's where they check the eyes um, or, uh, initially. And um, he would ask one of them, he'd pick one of them and he'd ask, you know, April 29th is my daughter's birthday. We hit her home run. And you know, of course they don't remember on April 29th to hit me a home run, but my dad would tell me the player that he asked and every year they would hit it. It was just by coincidence or he knew that these people would hit the home run. And I remember it was M Mickey Tettleton. It was he, 
Am I saying that oh right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Wait, uh, was it Mickey? Not Mickey Templeton. Wait, I have to try to remember this. Mickey. Yes. Mickey Tettleton. You're right. Mickey, Mickey Tettleton. Yeah. And it was, you know, uh, the full count, uh, everything and the bottom of the, I don't know, you say it. I don't know. <laughs> wait, bottom of the nine? The bottom the of the nine. Of the game? Fully okay. loaded all those things. And it was just, you know, I, I was sweating. Like, oh no, he's not going to hit me a home run. <laughs> and that's when it dawned on me like, oh, Santa doesn't exist. And this is just for like, I just, like it all came like crashing over me. Like, Oh, he asked, but it's not real, but it's okay. That's really sweet. You know, like this whole mental, like I grew up in like 12 seconds at 12 years old when I realized, you know, but then he ended up hitting the home run and it was amazing. So that is <laughs> You're taking me back to the old Seinfeld episode where Kramer uh, told Paul O'Neill that he promised the kid in the hospital that he'd hit like the the two home runs for him, not just the one home run. So at least your dad yeah. kept expectations reasonable with just the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Oh yeah. my gosh. Did you have a favorite I mean, I Texas loved- Ranger? Go ahead. Uh, I was there when Nolan Ryan was playing. So he was, he was great just because he was breaking records and he was, you know, uh, supposed to be retired and just kept playing or, or something like that. And we had every, uh, Rangers signature on, I, and dad still doesn't know where those are to this day, but, um, you know, it's hard to say a, a player now because now everybody's gone through something terrible. Like Pudge, didn't he like get in trouble for steroids? Or I don't know. I can't keep up with everybody that I used to idolize has now done something terrible or gonna do something terrible. So I don't want to say anything wrong. <laughs> well, you know, no, no. I mean, Pudge, though, nonetheless, yes, like he was named uh, in Jose Canseco's book. And Jose Canseco briefly played for the Texas Rangers, and he's yes, he did. an yeah. absolute psycho path but it seems like everyone that he named in the book actually ended up um getting caught or at least when they had the Mitchell report investigation in 07 into 08 they ended up coming in coming up in that report and Jose Canseco as crazy as he is like all these names he mentioned like uh Bonds and Clemens and uh like Rafael Palmero, Mark McGuire, all those types of guys they ended up getting caught but Pudge Rodriguez was not in that report and he ended up going into the hall of fame and there's still this like cloud of suspicion but in as the other thing about it is um not only is there a cloud of suspicion but him getting in might start paving the way for more guys who did steroids or probably did steroids i should say and since they weren't necessarily as good as pudge rodriguez the fact that he's in kind of might open the floodgates a little bit, which is going to be really interesting to see. So he has a pretty significant place in the Hall of Fame. Is like really one of the first guys to get in with like that cloud of suspicion. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. A-Rod, <laughs> A- the other Rodriguez isn't getting in. A-Rod's not getting in no matter what because he, <laughs> he actually served a suspension for it while playing. It right. wasn't just a cloud of suspe- suspicion. 
I mean, if I'm honest, I would take, um, you know, we had four season tickets. I'd pick two of my girlfriends and we'd uh, dress up with all the Texas Rangers gear we could and paint our face uh, just to get the boys attention. So basically we'd walk around and try to, you know, at 10 years old, get boys attention, which was the opposite of what any boy was there for. They're not, they don't care about girls. They want to watch, you know, uh, baseball. So we were, you know, we had fun and we'd come, we'd watch the dot race and and, you know, the the final two or three innings. But other than that, we were there for boys and nachos and uh, an ice cream. <laughs> Ooh, that, that, you know what? The uh, You had me at the uh, nachos there. Is that the best ballpark food at the ball or at the old ballpark in Arlington? I know they have a new stadium now. Global. Oh, yeah. Nachos and um, the ice cream because it was served in a little helmet. The cute little helmet. I loved. Oh, do they still do that? <gasps> I don't know. Wait, oh, yeah. They still serve ice cream in... Uh, in baseball helmets, they even put Dippin' Dots in there now. Actually, oh, Do you like Dippin', Dippin Dots? Dots! I love Dippin' Dots. Yes, oh, so good. Like on a hot <laughs> summer night, like it's like I go from I go straight from hot dogs and beer to Dippin' Dots by like the fifth inning. Then probably back to like another beer and another. Yes, hot dog. I it's, feel it's like pretty messed up, but I feel like it's the closest thing we've got to magic. You know, just melting in your mouth, little beads of happiness. Just yeah, it's pretty much magic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You know, it's so cool, like just to hear how into sports you were. And I I actually do have to know this, Um, you know, having that type of a background, is there a story or two that stands out like in your acting, acting career where that competitive nature, you know, from playing sports really lent itself to like some sort of an accomplishment or perseverance that you've had in show business, Taylor? Oh, wow. Um, That is, definitely, you know, uh, a mindset that I've always kept with me, which is, you know, teamwork and, you know, building something together. I mean, on set, that's what you're doing is coming together for a bigger purpose and creating something. And yeah, I mean, on these movies, you're just on such a tight schedule and a turnaround. And if you're not banding together and if you're not becoming a team and melding as, as best as you can, then it's, it's going to show, you know, the end product, you're not going to win. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for sure, pushing through hard days, long days, uh, you know, obstacles, whether it's weather or, you know, just helping each other. Somebody needs to run lines, you you're doing that or, you know, entertaining each other and just keeping, spirits high and morale up and all the things that you have to do is that go into sports. Yeah. I mean, I, I do it on set and I do it in my everyday, you know, just make sure your, your crew is good and your people are happy and you know, life is better. Now you have a very team first mentality. Let me ask you this. Let's say if uh, you have a bad apple in the cast and they, they're a prominent cast member. Are you like a Jorge Posada that's going to go talk to them in the clubhouse and, you know, kind of set them straight? Is that, is that in your nature too? Um, yes, I will definitely uh, not hold back what I feel. But uh, in these Hallmark movies, the everybody's just really happy to be there. You know what I mean? It's, it's a three-week shoot. So you're pumped week one, week two, you're like, all right, okay, we're, we're getting close to the end. And then by week three, you're like, okay, this could be done. And it is, and then it's done. (laughs) So you never really get, you know, too upset or, you know, wiped out. Um, you know, there's different shows that I've done. CSI Miami was one of them where it was, you know, it was a team. And then there was, 
you know, a few people who like to use intimidation factors and just, uh, made it a little bit more uncomfortable, but maybe it made it more comfortable for them. It's like whatever works for whoever, you know, to get the job done, it's just, you know, let it, let it be. And, you know, I'll try, I'm very friendly. So I try to make friends with everyone and try not to judge anybody on their bad day. Cause we all have them and, you know, everybody's going through something. So, you know, give, give everybody the benefit of the doubt and just try to, um, just try to help people whenever you can. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's a, especially for you, especially because it seems like all the movies that you are in for Hallmark, you're the leading lady. And I feel like there's a responsibility that comes along with that in some ways. But nonetheless, though, I don't I wasn't sure if that responsibility translated to, you know, what's going on off camera as well. So that was something that I was really curious to hear, actually. Um, I, I, you know, you talk about your time at CSI Miami. Is David Caruso going to be doing any uh, Hallmark movies uh, in the near future, you think? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> How was no. he? He was really, really sweet to me. He was really, really sweet to me. Um, you could tell that, you know, the crew had been working with him for a long time. So they had their, uh, the way that they did things, which was, you know, when he was on set, it was all business and, you know, that, and that works for him. That's his process. That's how it goes, you know? And if that's what gets the job done, then, then so be it. But, you know, there were certain things that could have potentially made uh, the work environment more smooth, but, uh, you know, uh, one scene, he, he basically told everybody to be ready for whatever he was going to do, but didn't tell anybody he was going to do. And then he proceeded at the end of our scene and you could see it in the, in, in the show. If you watch, um, he takes all the, uh, all the glass, like beaker, like the, test tubes and everything. And he just swipes them across and uh, it shatters every piece of glass on the table. And, you know, it was cool. It, it, it made, it made the shot. Sure. But he got a cut on his arm. There was glass everywhere. They have things that they have breakable glass. Like he just had to say, we're, I'm going to do this. And they'd be like, cool, we'll set up this. And then he wouldn't have got cut and there wouldn't be glass. Everywhere. You know, it's just like sort of like a, a you know, so, sure. Let the actor be creative and let them like live in the space and let them do whatever. But like, let's just do it the safest, easiest way for everyone. Just so we don't have to spend extra time cleaning up your, you know mess so there's you know there's a few different ways of doing things and he definitely had his and um you know i think just my way of doing it would just have a lot more fun in it <laughs> involved in the process for sure he sounds like he might be too big of an insurance risk on set for hallmark it's probably for the best <laughs> right, right? Yeah. You, if it would, every actor that goes on there has to be insured so it's like if some if you have someone who's prone to like injuring themselves like uh, with off the cuff like behavior unexpected behavior it's yeah. like you probably you probably don't want that for those like um, no. uh, you don't want that energy around like those feel good movies we also do, right? don't have time for that there is no time oh, yeah, like one or two takes you get right <laughs> yeah yeah it's like moving on you're yeah that might actually like calm him down because he just doesn't have enough time for any like shenanigans but maybe <laughs> david come on let's do a hallmark <laughs> <laughs> Why you not? mentioned that is so good. 
<laughs> you know, you mentioned the term misbehaving before, and it's like, hey, you guys are out like having competitive ping pong tournaments, but yeah, no one's like break, <laughs> breaking <Yeah. laughs> glass on set or no no drama then. Yeah. No, no, it's all in good fun, that's for sure. <laughs> where do you typically go to shoot? Do you go with uh, the Canada crew? Do you do a lot? Um, where, where do yeah. they usually have you for your films? I've done a tour of Canada. <laughs> I have been to most all the Providence prov- provinces and um is that even am I saying it right? Anyway, I've been to most of Canada so. <laughs> <laughs> for um Hallmark movies. But yeah, they do shoot some in um in the states. Like the one before this one I shot in Florida. That was uh you know, I I had a week in between and then unpacking my Florida stuff and repacking for Canada was quite a trip. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so do I even have to ask where your favorite place to go shoot, go shoot was? It had to be South beach then, right? South beach love. Oh, uh, my favorite place to shoot like that. I've ever shot a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Was definitely Utah. I mean, we, we shot yeah. my summer prince in, uh, Park City in the summer. So we, you know, it was gorgeous. It's clean. It's, you know, a lovely little cute town and we got to do it in the summer. So it was, that was definitely a, a, a favorite. And then there was another one in uh, Dahlonega, like in Atlanta or in uh, Georgia, just north of Atlanta. And uh, that was amazing. I, we we shot South Beach Love in Florida, but it was in St. Petersburg, which is a really cute, adorable little piece of Florida, if you ask me. Um, but it was so hot. But we were shooting, you know, a summer movie, so it was fine. But <laughs> whew, shooting shooting those movies in in heat like that is just another level of extreme sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's not like you have time. Cause like you said, there's very little time when you're shooting those movies. It's not like, you know, you can go to the beach during your, you don't get multiple lunch hours where you could like sit on the beach. Right. Oh that yeah. Doesn't really no. Work that way. no. And sweating is not prohibited. So not the not advice. So just, I had the neck fan around all the time, just trying to stay cool. So it was, it was pretty, pretty brutal. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. And um, you spent some time in New York, by the way, when you first started your career, right? Wait, were you like 18, 19 at that point? Yes, I had just turned 18. Uh, it was a day after graduation. I got my diploma and I left. Uh, and I was modeling for about a year in New York. And then I was visiting my mom in LA. And yeah, and they uh, asked me to audition and I did. And so I I said, okay, fine. I'll, and I'll honestly, in, in all honesty, the reason why I booked that first job was because I did not care. I did not want the job. I just wanted to get back to my boyfriend in New York. And I want to get back to my life in New York. I was just visiting my mom. And so the fact that I didn't give any cares in the world about, you know, booking this job is the reason why I booked it. So keep that in mind, kids. Interesting. So that you think you, that's really what you attested it to just because you had no nerves going into the audition room? hundred percent. Did not care. It was, that is exactly what it was. And then I remember auditioning after I got that job going, oh boy, people think I know what I'm doing. Like then just panicking. And basically I remember walking out of a test of a, uh, it was for One Tree Hill. And I was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm leaving. Like I just had to like, excuse myself because I knew it wasn't going well. I knew like I was too nervous to do it. And I, I didn't have any skills because I'd never been to an acting class. I never had any experience. I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to cut everybody's, you know, uh, 
time short here because this is not going well. So I'm just going to spare you. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so what made you keep going? Was it because you actually loved it or you just happened to keep getting parts? Yeah, it's just because I kept getting parts. I mean, now I do it because I love it because I found this niche of, you know, goodness <laughs> and giving back and making people happy. I mean, the fans are just incredible the, the reaction you get and the joy that it brings and you know there's not a lot of content like this out there so that is very rewarding and that's sort of what I was having trouble with when I was first acting was just finding the fulfillment you know being excited to go to work and why was I doing this what was my purpose what you know it, it just sort of felt like a, a grind and like getting a paycheck it was a step up from modeling because once I moved from modeling to acting, I was like, oh, this is much more fulfilling. And then when I was just doing the parts that I was, you know, that, that my physical body would uh, get me, it just felt sort of empty. And then, you know, these ones had a story and a connection and just uh, a giving back nature that I just really made me happy to do. So... It took a while, but I got there. <laughs> yeah. No, and then some. I mean, look uh, look at Uncle Paul. There he is out in Long Island, a Brooklyn native, like, you know, an old Italian guy who loves your movies. I mean, you, and you've got so many other fans of, you know, all sorts of backgrounds that love you just as much. So I think yeah. that says a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, I, I do have to ask you, by the way, just to touch on one thing as far as like the modeling background. You, you started doing that while you were in high school? Yes. I mean, I, I modeled as a, a baby, like before I had hair on my head. So I modeled as a baby because my mom was a model. And then uh, I modeled when I went to a Catholic school. But basically, I had to... Stop because you could only get out of Catholic school if you were on your deathbed. There was no like getting out for work. So I stopped then and then I started back up in, in high school. So my, my summers were spent in, you know, Australia or Germany or Italy. So those were my, my summer breaks. Interesting. So, so was that like unusual in your school where you have like the athlete who was also like traveling the world as a model at a young age? Cause like that didn't happen where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. And then I was, you know, in our local stores like Gadzooks, which I don't know, is that a, a national brand Gadzooks? It was sort of like a, you know, uh, um, oh, what's that? 
a hot topic or like, you know, one oh of those. Oh my God, stores. hot topic. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, the mall, sure. We didn't have good Gadzooks in New York, but Gadzooks? Gadzooks. Yeah, Gadzooks. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it was like, it was sort of just like the store that everybody got their Jinkos from, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah i was on all the billboards all, all you know four years of high school so i was in 17 magazine and teen Ma- like i was in all the you know different magazines that were targeted towards our age group so yeah it was it was different it was it was it was uh, yeah it was different but it was everybody was very sweet so I was a yes. friend of everyone. I wasn't, I wasn't clicky in any way. So it was, it was easy for me just cause I, I loved and got along with everybody. So you weren't vapid as Michael Scott would say about <laughs> model. That's great. Yeah. No, I was not. <laughs> Thank goodness. No. <laughs> so I, I, didn't felt, so. I felt grateful that anyone would hire me. I was like, great. You're going to pay me to do what? And that's how I felt about, you know, when I booked my first acting job, I was like, cool. California weather seems good. Let's do this. Like, I can't believe you're going to pay me to do that. Okay, let's go. So I, yeah. I kept going with that. Yeah. I love I love how that's the root of it. That is so cool to hear, honestly, Taylor. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> My God. So what do you have planned this uh, holiday season? Um, I am going to New Hampshire to visit my husband's family. And, uh, and then before that, we're going to do Thanksgiving and of course, watch Making Spirits Bright, which follows Thanksgiving weekend. So, uh, we'll probably just have a Friendsgiving and make some delicious food, which is one of my other passions, food and eating all things yummy. Um, and, you know, just hang out, enjoy the beautiful nature wonderland that tahoe is and get up on the mountain and do some snowboarding that sounds kind of epic <laughs> it, really, it really does holy cow i've actually never been to new hampshire by the way but just i mean every i everything like the picturesque image that i have in my head about like the holidays in lake tahoe it's like you just painted it for me and i'm not even like looking at any visual outside of that lake tahoe sign that you have right behind, <laughs> that's a, right behind you that's oh and a there's, a, there's a second one too what's that that's a that's a cornhole set is it really yeah so i um a part of my uh i think it was probably five years ago i had a dog who had congestive heart failure and basically oh. he had to pee every 30 minutes i couldn't even go to the movie without you know you know having to to um you know make sure he's okay so i was like you know what uh, let's buy a truck and a trailer and travel the us from job to job so um in that time span i you know it was a year and a half the dog had a year to live and it lived a year and a half it went to two music festivals on each coast on the west coast and the east coast and basically in that time you know you're living in a tiny tiny trailer and um everything has to serve a purpose. So in, in that takeaway from that trip, it was everything needs to serve two purposes in my life. So that's art. And it is also cornhole. <laughs> I was going to ask if you were playing cornhole in the house, cause that would have been cool too, but yeah, it really yeah. does make a nice artwork. No, you, can, you, can, you can take them right off and play cornhole. So yeah, that's what it's for. Wow. I got to get to the coal house uh, for uh, the holidays. One of these next few years. I I talk about this break about holiday block party. Like it's so fun, but damn, this is where it's at. Lake Tahoe. Oh yeah. And then look, we've got even a dart, 
a dartboard that I made myself with my hat. Well, my, my husband helped uh, on a sled. So that's attached. I don't know if you can see it very well, but yeah, I could see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've got darts and pool and, you know, the game room is well equipped with all hand-eye coordination. <laughs> no running. Oh my- no Are running. you the best? No run. No treadmill down there. Okay, no fair. No treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> but all sports, yeah. Are you the best player uh, in the relationship? Are you better than your husband at uh, darts Actually, and pool? you know what? And in LA, I had a pool table and it had this slight tilt to it that I, no one else could play on that table. Like I was the queen of that table. And I think I've just trained myself to play on that table. There's a new tilt on this table and I cannot figure it out. So he's got me, he's got me on this table, but I think it's because I don't play as much as I should. I'm going to, I'm going to go play right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that, that's a uh, that's a good idea. This is where you can get your reps in. But yeah, um, exactly. I need that home, feel, that home advantage. I need that home advantage for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. And um, oh, I I know what we could actually do to uh, make sure you get those reps in before you even get onto the pool table. It's a little game that we play where it's like it's high stakes, just like husband wife pool, by the way. It's called Fastball Derby. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. All right. So I uh, I want you to picture yourself like in the ninth inning. Um, it's uh, your team's down a run, let's say, because I'm going to put some more pressure on you. Game's on the line. Araldus Chapman is on the mound. He's throwing 105 miles an hour. Are you, are you familiar with Chapman? Mm-mm. Fa- fastest throwing man ever. And oh, wow. he, yeah, think of me as him without any ability to throw 105 miles an hour, an hour or without any neck tattoos or anything of that nature. But um, anyway, so he's throwing really fast and you got to think quick. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, some stories, if you find them fitting and you try to bring home that winning run and make sure you're uh, on point during your pool practice. How does that sound? Okay. Sounds good. All right. I batter up, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's, it's basically like a rapid fire. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Fast I'm actually dirty. the worst at uh, picking because I, I my, like one of my mottos in life is why choose. So if you are going to ask me between two things, I'm probably going to tell you some messed up answer why I'd pick both. But go ahead. Let's. let's well, it's try not this. multiple choice, which I think makes it even more challenging. Okay. So this is okay, your lucky let's day. Do it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Uh, actually, this one is multiple choice. Texas barbecue or New York City Italian? Oh, Texas barbecue. Most recent show tune you played in your Spotify? Most what? Most recent show tune you played in your Spotify? Oh, boy. I'm not a show tune girl. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, it would have to be um, as... <laughs> Grease Hamilton, you get, none of that worked its way into any What's of your the uh, Mormon one. What's Book the, of Mormon? Yes, Book of Mormon. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a fun one. Okay, because um, it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> team Derek Jeter or Team A Rod? I don't. I don't know enough about any of them. <laughs> this is bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aren't they Are you sure you want to take on your husband and pool? Because I you, you don't seem to be very on your game here, Taylor. <laughs> Aren't they both like they both have something not great about them, right? I I, I can't remember what news line <laughs> headline article I've read 
they yeah. did something terrible, but a-, a rod a little bit more than Jeter, and I'm not trying to sway you. It, it, like to choose one way or the other. Um, G- Jeter's been pretty squeaky clean, but if you want to view this as a knock on him, he's weirdly obsessed with privacy. So you could, you, would you want someone who's weirdly obsessed with privacy or are you team weirdly obsessed with privacy, I guess, or team uh, steroid user and no, somewhat- Jeter, 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 Jeter. That, that yeah. is correct. That is okay. the only Ooh, correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just like, I don't keep up with your, with the headlines on the, you know, ball player. So I'm, I'm afraid to say Jeter. And then he was, you know, arrested for doing something terrible yeah. yesterday. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm not going to say, it's not going to come out of my mouth until I know all the details. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, favorite Christmas song and which version of it? Oh, I love, uh, I want to wish you a Feliz Navidad, you know, because at the very end of it, he just sings it from his guttural passion. He just, he just really wants to wish you a Merry Christmas. Just from yes, the he does. of his heart. And he just <laughs> sings it with so much passion. I think Do you sing too, Taylor? Oh, no, I am the worst singer. And in this movie, actually, um, Making Spirits Bright, there is a, there's a, there's a scene where we have to do a caroling thing. And luckily she's not supposed to be able to be a great singer, but it is not only singing, which I'm terrible at, but it is singing in Italian, which I am way terrible at. I cannot speak Italian. And so it was, I'm not sure how they'll cut it together or whose ears are going to bleed while watching this, but I'm sorry. And uh, I hope you don't hate me because of it. (laughs) And they don't tell you if they use. So uh, listen, I really hope you were good because I am curious to hear your singing voice because I don't want to hear like some vocal overdub thing that they're going to (laughs) try to pass off like when it's actually someone else singing. They did that to Ashley Williams, actually. She told me a couple of years ago where like they took out, she can carry a tune and they took out her singing voice and like put someone else in and Everyone was just really confused. Like, wait a second. Like the octave changed. Wait, wait, this, this isn't who I was listening to for the past hour of the movie. So hopefully you did some passable Italian. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, if they dubbed her voice and she could sing, then my, my voice has no chance in staying, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out over yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, brutal. Yeah, well, you know, that that was the true test was, you know, Hallmark, I will do anything for Hallmark because I sang. So that's bottom line. Meanwhile, your character's Irish too. So, I mean, you really, you played, you you did well there. I, I give yeah. you props. You would play both sides of the team, both sides of the Romeo side and the Juliet side. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very nice. <laughs> How about the uh, non-Hallmark Christmas movie that you're watching every year, no matter what? Oh, what's a good one? Um, oh, uh, Home Alone, of course. Home Alone is entertaining. Never, it never gets old. He's so clever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's educational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I throw a two by four at somebody's head. Very useful skill. Yes, this is good <laughs> stuff. I could Just- use that. Yeah, it shows you how to be resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's thinking on his toes. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> Survival skills. I like that. <laughs> Strangest place you've ever been recognized. Oh boy. In a fun house at in um 
Niagara Falls. Yeah. So we were inside the fun house and I was, I was not in the proper mental space to, to, <laughs> to talk to the person. So I, oh, oh my gosh, I have another one that was so, oh gosh, I don't even know if I should tell the story, but I was on a, see, I was, this was back when I did my first job and I, um, <laughs> I was t- probably 21 and I was in CVS and I had a cold and I, uh, so I was in the, I was going to Jesse McCartney's birthday. So I had bought him like, um, a handle of Jack Daniels. So I have a Jack Daniels in my hand. I had a pregnancy test in the other hand because my boyfriend and I, you know, I just was making sure. And then, um, and then I was in the cold and flu aisle and I just got, I, because I felt so terrible, I just started getting the giggles and I couldn't stop. It was uncontrollable list, listing off the, the, <laughs> the, the different symptoms or different things that it said that it cured, which was like coffee, cough, runny nose, sniffles. Like, you know, they were basically saying the same thing over and over just in different adjectives, right? They were just <laughs> runny nose is the sniffles. And I just like lost it. I just, I was like, they're just saying different adjectives. And I just fell on the floor. I was like sweating. I was felt like shit. I had a, you know alcohol in one hand, a pregnancy test in the other, crying, laughing in the in the um, in the <laughs> in the cold and flu aisle. And somebody came around. and They were like, "Are you?" Because I was with my boyfriend at the time was Ryan Quanton. He was on the show as well, so they recognized both of us. And he asked us if we were on the show, and I said, and I just started laughing again. And then Ryan answered, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we are." And then he turned to like four other aisles. He goes, Hey guys, it is them. And then like six other people from other aisles come out. And I was just, I, I was just holding these two things that just contradicted each other so heavily that I, I just, I was speechless. I was like, this couldn't be, I, I couldn't have been more red. I couldn't have been more embarrassed. It was, I just wanted to explain, but I felt like the more I explained, it was, it would just get more awkward. And then I was just like, nice to meet you. Bye. <laughs> 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 Thank God this wasn't in the age of smartphones, right? Holy cow. Oh, it was bad. No one was there to take pics or video, and it's good. It's just your story that you told to our audience wonderfully. And wow, <laughs> quite the image right now. Holy cow. <laughs> Taylor Cole with a bottle of Jack and uh, pregnancy tests in one hand <laughs> on the floor of a uh, CVS. Yeah, just something you don't see. And to get recognized. On top Getting of the fed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, it was my pretty God. bad. Uh, all right. Um, as surprising as that was, uh, fact about <laughs> Taylor Cole that would surprise people the most. <laughs> um, I am a terrible runner, but you already know that now. But, I mean, for an athlete, that's sort of – it seems like that should be like a, a thing that an athlete could do, and I cannot do it. <laughs> True. I, I guess that is surprising. Sure, sure. <laughs> I uh what what's more surprising? I don't know. Um you you stumped me. I'm not very good at this quick thinking challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a roll well, there. Now you're just spelling pitches off. You're th- what's Go something ahead. about you? I want to know about you, and then maybe it'll spark something for me. Something that would surprise people about me. Oh my goodness. I've actually never been asked this question on oh, good. I'm podcast so and I want to give a PC answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, okay. I am 
not obsessed, but I am very passionate about the Beach Boys. And I really like 60s and 70s music and I listen to it almost exclusively. And when people meet me, they are like, and if they get an inkling of that, like if they see like Brian Wilson as like the screensaver on my phone or they'll be very shocked and then ask for an explanation. And, you know, when I talk to them about it, yeah, they, that surprises them because on the surface, I don't seem like some guy that's stuck in the sixties and seventies with their musical taste. (laughs) Oh, how funny. I, I was friends with John Stamos back when I was in New York and he was doing Broadway cabaret and, um, yeah, he was the, he's the drummer, right? Or one of the drummers or sometimes drums or something like that. But yeah. Yes. Oh, is it I'm going to nerd out here for a second. Yes, I love and I love John Samos. I think he introduced the Beach Boys to a whole new generation of viewers on Full House, which is great, which is partly how I got into them aside from, you know, listening to the music with my parents in the car, but he plays with Mike Love's version of the Beach Boys, which is very different from Brian Wilson and Al Jardine that do their own thing together. Got it's it. Mike Love. Long story. Yeah, there's touring license agreements that people pay for. It's got just, it. it's the, it's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, drums with the group. Correct. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> what if that inspired loophole, an answer for you? After loophole, he drums yeah. with a group, sort of like, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got exactly. it. Did that Very inspire cool. you to think of something that would surprise you? I mean, the fact that you're friends with John Stamos kind of surprised me, I guess. Uh, you there could you use go. That. <laughs> there you go. Um, that I was a that I was the only child. That I was raised by my dad. That I'm a tomboy. I don't know. I'm like, what? What's surprising? I'm such an open book that I feel like there's not many things I don't talk about. I'm not very. I'm not very. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair enough. I feel like people have learned a lot about you tonight. Um, that maybe they didn't know before, which is really cool. And um, now uh, there is one question, though, that we do have to uh, use to wrap Fastball Derby. As sad as I am that this hour is almost up. Um, What is the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Uh, My dad, he always taught me choose happy. And that, you know, that's not, that's just going with, the overall general, I mean, I've talked to so many people about this choose happy because it's some people it's not that easy. And it's more about just, um, you know, waking up every day and appreciating and giving gratitude to the most simple things like your hands and your feet and the fact that we breathe air and, (laughs) you know, there's a roof over a head, like just starting with the smallest things of gratitude really help you you know, bring an optimistic outlook to life. And that just is so easily, uh, you know, carried throughout the day because of that one little tiny mindset, you know, that you begin your day with. Wow. That's good stuff, Taylor. You are, (laughs) I think you brought home the winning run and then some, and you were just like (laughs) the best party guest that we could ask for. Like (laughs) unbelievable. I had so much fun with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was really, really fun. It was a pleasure. And um, I I just have to ask, you know, let's say next holiday season or if uh, you're ever in New York, A, will you come back to the holiday block party? And B, will you say hi to my Uncle Paul? Would that that be easy? If you're ever in New York, like you think we can make that happen? (laughs) Most definitely. Oh, I have one. Um, Something that is uh, that someone wouldn't know about me would be that I am 
so terrible at doing accents, you know, as an actor sort of should be part of my, what I, my skill level, but I somehow I could do around the world in one sentence. I just cannot stay on track with one accent. I'm just shockingly, shockingly bad at accents that there. So there's something interesting. Can (laughs) can you give us just a quick, can you give us a quick example of one of those accents to close out the episode? <laughs> oh gosh! I mean, I, like, give me, give me an accent to do. Let's hear a Brooklyn accent for Uncle Paul. Okay, a Brooklyn accent. Oh, it was really fun to hang out with you. <laughs> this podcast was real splendid. How do I do? <laughs> no one in Brooklyn says splendid. You were great up until that point, though. You were passable until that point. <laughs> splendid. <laughs> oh, Taylor, you're a rock terrible. star. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you so much again for being here. And uh, I just, uh, my God, this was a fun one. <laughs> thank you again. Thank you, Al. <laughs> well, for the folks at home, thank you all so much for tuning in to Break a Bat tonight. Uh, be sure to catch Taylor in Making Spirits Bright on uh, Saturday, November 27th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is Al Malafrante signing off from the Break a Bat holiday block party. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.